Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. Um, before we get started today, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody that attended the um, EcTech virtual investor presentation. We had a huge number of investors there and there were some very good questions coming in um, for the EcTech um, CEO. Um, so that went very well. If anybody missed it, it is available on the UK Investor Magazine uh, website and mobile app as a video. So you can check that out. So um, today's podcast, we have with us very kindly again, Alan Green. Alan, thank you very much for joining us today. Hi, Jonathan. Good to be back. So, Alan, we have a couple of stocks that we're going to discuss uh, a little bit later on, but we're going to kick things off with discussing the broader markets uh, today and what has happened in particular, uh, especially over the last two trading sessions, including today, we saw a very uh, very steady and, and sharp rally, actually, in some places from the March low uh, in the FTSE 100 and, and wider um, equity indices. And we saw the FTSE go up to around sort of 6,200. However, as we speak, uh, the FTSE is having quite a, quite a dramatic down day, currently trading around the, uh, the 5770 level. Alan, what do you see as the sort of main driver as the, for this sell-off? Do you do you think that there is um, some worry coming back into uh, into markets that uh, you know after the optimism about a reopening that the actual economic activity uh, is going to be pretty uh, pretty weak, or do you think that there's a, there's a real fear that maybe governments are are going a little bit too fast and there could be a second wave to, to this coronavirus? Uh, I think it's another thing, Jonathan. I mean, traditionally, of course, we would have had the go away in May syndrome. And of course, we are in the middle of May at the moment. But um, I think with everything that's happened this year, that's probably out of the window. But yeah, of course, we've had the initial euphoria um, that uh, the, the the stats are showing us that uh, thankfully deaths are falling and um the number of cases are falling. Um, there is, of course, a lot of controversy about uh, the government's stance and its its, its uh, policies, which uh, are unclear to some and crystal clear to others about what you can and can't do. Um, but I think I think yeah. um, we had to, as a nation, get back to work somehow. And provided the uh, social distancing measures are observed um, as carefully as they can be, then we're an innovative nation. We will find a way. But I think. I think uh, as some of that euphoria about the the uh, getting on top of the COVID crisis starts to fall, we now have the reality kicking, and of course we are going to be in the in the middle of a very deep recession um, and potentially a very damaging recession too. And of course, on top of that, we have the issue with Brexit, which uh, I think probably uh, will take a back seat and may well be postponed beyond the end of the year, despite what the PM may, may say now. Um, so all of these factors and uncertainties are weighing on the markets. Um, obviously, there's still uncertainty about uh, how quickly, um, if if at all, the airlines will get back to some semblance of normal service. And, uh, of course, the impact that knock-on effect that has on the oil stocks and everything else. 
Um, but there are some areas in technology, of course, that have benefited hugely from the crisis. And of course, um, uh, you know, Hargreaves Lansdowne, for example, issued a trading statement today, and they're they're one such example. Indeed, I mean, I, I think you're sort of going uh, back to that point that you made on technology. I think there is um, very much uh, an acceptance now that there is going to be a, a new normal uh, in markets as well as uh, the, the wider economy. I think, you know, we, we're seeing a trial of the easing of the lockdowns. However, that whether that does cause another second wave, we'll have to see in uh, in the coming weeks. But mm. I think really, the, the sort of technology out there, and particularly in the biotech sector, there's a lot of work going on um, with the testing side of things. I think that's going to be something that, the market is really looking for to come uh, to come through and provide a, a solution to uh, the social distancing measures that we're seeing at the moment. Mm. Um, there's a couple of companies that we have discussed uh, in in the past. We won't go into now, but we will probably discuss again uh, in the future. And you know, it's really what uh, what the economy looks like after um, you know this technology is implemented and and how we do get back to to normal activity. So um, I think there's, there's a, as you said there, a uh, realisation that this isn't going to be over quickly um, and people are just adapting uh, as the human race does mm. to uh, to the new situation. So uh, yeah. uh, I, th- I think, um, you know, really what we're seeing at the moment uh, is, is a bit of, uh, a bit of profit taking coming in, uh, but there's certainly some interesting shares out there um, for for market participants to be looking at, and you've uh, you mentioned before we started, Alan. There's there's a couple that you've been looking at, which we'll go into now. Um, so we'll start off with Tiziana, and that's one that we've discussed in some detail uh, before. But they've had another announcement this morning, Alan. What does that look like? Well, the Tiziana share price um, is very much going against the the trend of the market at the moment. It's um, it's it's building slowly. Uh, it's had a very good uh, couple of weeks. It's moved up from. 50 to 60 to 70 to 80 and it's trading just under a pound as as we speak um driven largely by well the the, the news flow in the previous weeks has been very positive they they have tzls 501 which is um a treatment for chronic cases of covid19 um the long story short the disease produces uh, um, excess or, or makes the body produce excess fluid uh, called IL-6, and their TZS-501 treatment inhibits that. And along with another uh, treatment, ACT-D, which they're, which they're bringing in and going through um, a phase two, phase three testing, uh, there is potentially a cure to treat chronic cases of COVID there. But um, today, they uh, there is a, a virtual conference held by the American Society of Clinical Oncology and um, a, a study paper for a new treatment called uh, Stem Printer, um, which uh, is used to treat, uh, it's used to assess prognostic information uh, and clinical primar- uh, parameters in breast cancer patients. Um, and the, the, the treatment, the Stem Printer treatment, has been proven to be uh, particularly effective, more so than. Um, a benchmark existing treatment and um, of course it will then what was the initial study uh, shows this in a positive light it means that the company can move on and um, also as Kumar Shalubi the uh, the chief exec and CSO said it represents an important addition to 
the company's existing therapeutic line, uh, pipeline and it puts Tiziana into the area of precision medicine, uh, which is effectively an entirely new business line for the company. So this is really exciting. So there, there are two very potent uh, treatments on the on the on, on the launch pad for COVID nineteen, but um, they've they've really with this movement this morning created a new dimension to the company in regard to precision medicine. So at a very exciting juncture, shares currently, as I say, trading just below a pound. Um, the market cap is about one hundred and forty million um, as we speak, uh, slightly higher. So um, really, with uh, with the markets it's going into, um, and also the company has a Nasdaq listing too. I think we can expect to see further progress from the company this year. Indeed, shares are up fifteen uh, percent today, so a very strong uh, move there. But uh, Alan, with these um, companies, and there, there are quite a few of them uh, listed in London, which are providing uh, and fighting um, COVID nineteen. Do you think that there, you know, there could be some disappointment in some of these companies if governments look to to deal with some of the more established? Um, companies out there. We just heard last night that the UK government's entering talks with Roche for um, antibody testing. I mean, is there a risk that uh, investors are disappointed if uh, you know the uh, the larger governments of the world choose to go with the, the more established companies um, for for a similar treatment or, or test? Uh, that's certainly partly the, the case, but of course, a lot of these companies and AstraZeneca is a very good case in point. I mean. The share price performance of AstraZeneca over this uh, crisis has been incredible. Um, uh, you know, it's currently trading at uh, currently trading just under ninety pounds a share, and that's up from uh, sixty-five pounds a share a couple of months ago. So, uh, phenomenal performance there. But I think what what tends to happen is, that, of course, the larger companies work with the smaller companies, or they partner with them to provide their facilities to accelerate the drug. So there is always the chance that a lot of the smaller companies that have a potential treatment or application for the COVID uh, uh, crisis um, could well get taken out by the bigger players. But um, to go back to your point, there will be a lot of disappointment because a lot of companies, um, if, if, if I were a cynic, which I'm not, um, you could take the view a lot of the companies have used the crisis really to adapt some existing treatments and give them a potential angle into it. And of course, those companies will fall by the wayside. And as the initial euphoria and, uh, um, and and the momentum in the market starts to fall off, then we will see a lot of these smaller companies um, uh, fall by the wayside. But uh, yeah, I, so, so, so I think there will be disappointment, but also for some of the companies, uh, they, they may well get taken up by one of the bigger players like Roche or like uh, AstraZeneca because, because of course they can bring the treatment in-house. Indeed. Indeed. So uh, definitely an interesting sector to, to keep an eye on. And I'm sure we will be discussing those again in, in some detail. So moving on, Alan, there's uh, there's one which is quite an exciting company because it's you know one of the true um, British technology companies and success stories. And that's Blue Prism. Uh, they obviously, with a lot of the market, had quite a significant sell off during um, sort of February and March as, as the market declined. But it has bounced back since. Uh, but it has taken your eye uh, in the last week, Alan. What's standing out for you with them? Well, it, it, it took my eye a while ago. Actually, I, I've just hadn't had. Uh, I've been watching this company because it has really delivered the most astonishing uh, progress in in share price terms uh, since trading at um, at, at, a, at something like uh, 
a pound, uh, I think it was a pound back back about three years ago. And of course, it rocketed up to, I think, a high of 25 pounds, 26 pounds a share. Currently trading at um, just over or just under 12 pounds a share. But um, uh, Blue Prism are in what they call RPA, and they've, they've coined the term robotic process automation. Um, and they provide enterprise-grade intelligent RPA, RPA driven by, um, obviously, AI, artificial intelligence. Um, and uh, the company has, has a number of automated routines that um, take over back office tasks. Um, they're currently very much involved in the, in the coronavirus uh, and, and the bounce-back loan application processes, which are fully automated. Um, and that uh, they have a raft of blue chip clients that include Isla Foods and and Waitrose. Um, so uh, I I, th- I think as as a company, this is very much you know given the uh, the way we're going to be working from here on in. I think um, we've seen a sea change in the way we work in terms of applications from home, automated processes, and all the rest of it. Blue Prism are right at the forefront of that, and I think. Um, Going forward, this company is going to place, play an increasingly important role um, in back office processing uh, in companies across the globe. Um, from a financial standpoint, they've just raised 100 million uh, sterling. Um, the co-founder, Alistair Bathgate, stepped down, but Jason Kingdon, who's a long-standing executive at the company, has stepped up as CEO. Um, and they put out a statement recently where to say they're working remotely across all territories and um, and uh, work is continuing and they are able to switch modes when the restrictions lift. So they'll be in the process of doing that now. They acquired a company called Thoughtonomy last year. Um, lot, lots of brokers are big fans of this company. Berenberg have got a £14 price target and um, certainly the uh, the last year set of numbers were, were pretty strong in terms of revenue and recurring revenues. Customer numbers had grown from just under a thousand to just under seventeen hundred at the last set of results. So this is a company that's very much on the move. Um, there's been a bit of a retracement in the share price over the past few weeks, but the chart is very attractive. And I think at this level, it offers um, really good value. And uh, you know, as the market recovers, we could see the uptake of the Blue Prism offering increasing and uh, possibly return to to the um, the highs. Um, uh, Fifteen pounds uh, uh, and uh, and above. Well, do you think with Blue Prism, and it's the case that it's just been caught up in that the market volatility, as opposed to there being any sort of real detriment to the underlying business. Yeah, I think it's market sentiment, and obviously, when the CEO and founder or the the founder CEO leaves, there's always a degree of uncertainty, but. Um, the Alistair Bathgate made it very clear in his statement that he remained a huge shareholder in the company and would be there as a consultant for the company going forward. So it's not as though he's walked away to focus in inverted commas on other activities. He's still going to be involved with the, with the company at some level. But regardless, I mean, the company, the the uh, the, the uh, Blue Prism offering is is now out there as a very effective but. Uh, um, uh, 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 back office processing system and um, they have world-leading AI and cognitive abilities um, in their software and their their automated robots so um, I think um, I think as with a lot of quality companies any any uh, 
any fall off in the share price could just be attributed to market sentiment. And if you're planning on buying the stock, this could be a could well be a good a good, a good opportunity to do that. Indeed. So a very interesting company. And as I said, um, probably one of the uh, the true success stories uh, of the last few years in the in the British technology sector. So definitely a company to keep an eye on. Um, we're going to finish off with a company, uh, Alan, which we've uh, we discussed previously, but very much involved in gold, which has seen a tremendous rally uh, mm. recently. You know, as uh, as governments around the world, uh, you know, implement various different stimulus uh, measures, uh, central banks cut rates, and obviously that the general uncertainty that does create a demand for for gold, which is up uh, up and above seventeen hundred dollars per ounce at the moment. But um, tertiary minerals, uh, Alan, we've uh, we've touched on them previously. They're an explorer, I believe, um, but we've had an update from them this morning. Uh, what does that look like? Okay, so there are a, 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 new, a number of companies that we've spoken about operating in this area, but this is uh, particularly interesting simply because the company has such a tiny market cap at present. Um, so tertiary minerals, um, they, they also have, uh, it's not, they're not, not a, a one-trick pony as such. They have three fluor spa projects as well. Um, and first bar, of course, is the it's the critical mineral that um, is involved in in smelting and optics and a raft of industrial applications. And they have uh, three assets that are in the ground that um, that uh, that that uh, obviously add significant value to the company. But they, in order to generate uh, near term uh, cash flow and value into the company, they acquired these projects um, uh, uh, last year and. Um, and uh, the the two projects are the the Paymaster Polymetallic Project and the Pyramid Gold Project, uh, which are both in both in in Nevada. Um, now the Pyramid Gold Project in particular is in the Walker Lane Gold Belt, which uh, is famous for, um, for for spectacular gold strikes. And indeed, the Pyramid Project was last drilled in two thousand in uh, sorry two thousand nine in in nineteen eighty nine by Battle Mountain Gold Mining Company which um, intersected uh, 17.8 grams per tonne of gold. Now, Tertiary announced today that they had undertaken an initial drill core uh, sample and, and assessment from uh, uh, the, the drilling that they've undertaken, and they, uh, they produced two grams per tonne from the hole and said that um, the uh, MD Richard Clemmy said that uh, the whilst they weren't able to replicate the higher grade historic uh, uh, results from that first hole because of the extensive gold in soil anomaly and the gold bearing surface samples that were um, were, were outlined in, in uh, when the company first acquired the project last year they um, they're very confident uh, that uh, the the uh, the the region and the project will uh, will produce higher grade gold going forward so um so not not perhaps uh, the the best grade gold to produce from a drill, but this is the first drill. It's um it was a test drilling program, and the company still trades on the market tiny market cap of uh, of about two and a half million pounds. So, um, given that, I think that uh, uh, the, as more news comes in from this project and further drilling takes place, I think there will be a significant value out here. But at this level, I think. Uh, 
this is something that if you're looking for a, a small company to 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 to, to invest into, um, you know, whether it's a small punt or um, depending on the size of your portfolio, you could do well to put this into your portfolio now because I do believe this year will produce significant progress for tertiary minerals. So, I mean, in, in terms of their um, funding position, Alan, obviously they're they're undertaking a drilling program and um you know there's not a spectacular amount of revenue coming in as they do this i mean are they in a financially um sound position in terms of the cash that they have or um do you think it's a a situation that they may have to sort of bring in partners for some of these projects or do they have existing um partners what does that sort of situation look like well they also announced this morning too that uh, they have they've agreed uh, uh, they've agreed an investment um with uh, with precious metals capital group that uh, that basically is is a convertible loan um, and uh, the agreement with precious metals capital was uh, a lump sum investment of six hundred thousand uh, sterling which for the size of uh, tertiary is a significant investment um, and uh, there is still a lot of that money uh, to come in what the company did this morning uh, 25 million shares were issued the issue was at 0.2p um, for the, an initial fifty thousand uh, sterling, so so really, what's come in has just uh, paid for the drilling and and little else. But they have plenty of funds they can access to complete the remainder of the drilling. And obviously, as it develops, as the as the grades improve, then I'm sure they will they'll attract interest from other funding sources and institutions um, uh, that that will bring further money to the company. And of course, those farming agreements to uh, to one, once they get to that point, exactly. So uh, very, very exciting there. Um, you know, obviously there's an element of risk with these smaller companies, but um, you know, as as we've seen um, with some of the other gold shares out there, there's potentially huge uh, returns as well. So definitely an interesting one to to keep an eye on there. And thank you for uh, explaining the uh, the investment case there with them, Alan. Cool. So um, just just as a reminder again, the um, virtual investor presentation that we did with ectech is uh now available on the uk investor magazine mobile app so do check that out that was uh, quite an interesting session um alan thank you very much for joining us today thank you jonathan good to be here and uh we'll, i'm sure we'll catch up again next week uh where i think there's gonna be some interesting company announcements so we will recap on those indeed See look, you then. look forward to speaking then great thanks alan